0: We are talking about getting vulnerable this Valentine's.
1: Vulnerable Valentine's Day. Vulnerable
0: Valentine's Day. Welcome to the What Could Go Right podcast where we talk about how to thrive as a person, a partner, and a parent. And we want to help you make the most of your midlife. My name is Emily Orton. And
1: I am Eric Orton.
0: And welcome to our podcast.
1: Welcome, welcome. So Vulnerable Valentine's Day. Um, actually, before we get into vulnerability, I want to say a few things.
0: just got to be open about this.
1: We just got to be, we got to come clean with you. We want to send cinnamon rolls to your house. That's the honest truth. Mm-hmm. February 8th is Fezziwig Day. And it's a um,
0: family holiday that, that we celebrate. The first day we moved aboard a sailboat with our five kids. It was a four-year journey getting to that point. And... It was super scary, but we stuck with it and spent a year on a sailboat.
1: Yeah, so yeah, and so we we love to...
0: We honor the day with cinnamon rolls. We
1: honor the day with cinnamon rolls. And so what we do is we loved, we figured out something that really worked for us to help things happen that we thought were previously impossible. and. We coach on that. We're coaches.
0: A seven part framework that we reverse engineered from going through multiple impossible dreams personally. And we just have so much fun helping other people discover what's possible for them as well.
1: And and so the discovery, I'm gonna connect discovery call and cinnamon rolls here. So we do discovery calls because we wanna give you, we want you to give it a try. We wanna help you just start down this road of pursuing something that you think currently is impossible but can actually come come to be in your life and so that's why we do discovery calls so that you can discover what's possible in your life and in honor of Fezziwig Day the first 10 people that sign up for a discovery call we will send cinnamon doors directly to your doors so you can celebrate this family holiday with us so that's yeah
0: it. cinnamon rolls directly to your door first 10 people to sign up in the continental U.S.
1: Ta-da. we're gonna make that happen back to vulnerable Valentine's day. Why do we want to talk about vulnerability, Emily?
0: Well, here's the thing. As we coach different people, you know, nobody wants to really admit that the reason they aren't pursuing their dreams is because they have, you know, some kind of fear obstacle or there's a concern or there's some kind of story that they're telling themselves about themselves. some of that is subconscious, and some of it is protective. But we've seen that, you know, today we kind of want to focus on thriving as a as a partner, um, whether you're in a marriage or you're in some other uh, partnership that you're going through life together. And sometimes with those that we are closest with, we have trouble revealing our fears or our feeling of embarrassment or shame if we haven't been able to make life turn out the way that we hoped it would. And that can really inhibit us from being honest with each other and really finding out what is most important to us and therefore what kind of dreams we wanna strive for, what kind of goals we wanna set. We we aren't totally honest with ourselves and that makes it hard to be honest with the people that we're trying to do life with. But what we've discovered, and this happens sometimes when we're coaching, we can provide this sort of encouraging, I won't say neutral, because we are like on your side, (laughs) middle ground, where people can feel more comfortable actually saying, here's what's holding me back. Here's how I feel about it. And help them move forward into getting past or over or through the obstacles that are between them and saying truly what they would actually be excited about in life
1: Is it okay if I share an example I think one of the things one of the things that we hear is or I observe I will say one spouse we're on a coaching call and one spouse says says something out loud and the other spouse says I never knew you felt that way or mm-hmm. Or they say, they say something and the other spouse says, well, that's not true, you said the other thing. And they're like, well, actually, that's sort of a variation on what I actually, like there's, there's the, how can I say this? Because um, we always want to respect confidentiality. But it's like, you know, like that's one version of it. But when I'm really being honest with myself, there's this other version.
0: So I think we can we can share this example because this comes up actually quite a bit where someone will say my spouse doesn't have any dreams or my spouse isn't adventurous. I can't even count kind how many they, times we hear one spouse saying the other spouse
1: They project something onto that person.
0: Or that's what they believe about their spouse. And then if you actually get in the same room or on the same Zoom call with the other spouse, you find out, no, they actually do have dreams and there is a sense of adventure and there are things they would love to look forward to in life, but they feel held back by some other circumstance. And and it could be any number of circumstances, whether it's a, an obligation to a sick family member or um, what they believe you know, a child might need to have stability or what they believe about their money situation. Like this comes up over and over again. And they say like, I don't feel like I can actually have a dream until we get through X, Y, Z obstacle. So I have them, but I'm unwilling to unlock that door right now. And that is a whole different question. That's a whole different situation than not having goals and ambitions and and things that you want to do with your life than feeling like I'm incapable of addressing those dreams because I'm so burdened by these other situations. So whats what we're talking about is telling the truth about those things. Hmm. It's yeah. saying like, I actually have dreams and I feel a little bit afraid that I'll never get to them because I'm on the front side of this obstacle and I'm not sure when I'll get to the back side of it but I don't believe right now that I can dream in this position. We would disagree. Yeah. <laughs> the dream can actually be really helpful, but you can't get to the dream if you're if you're not being honest about the obstacle.
1: Well, we wrote down four different things that are um kind of how you can get to those kinds of conversations and have them go well. Mm, And mm -hmm. Should we go through those?
0: Yeah, because we would really love for you to be able to create a situation where you can be honest in a way that will bring your relationship closer together and also make it more likely for you to achieve your, your goals and... That will just make life more fun. You'll be more hopeful. Your relationships can improve. And so, yeah, we want to talk about a few ways that you can facilitate and nurture and support a vulnerable Valentine's. Com- you don't have to do it on Valentine's Day. It's just alliterative. But, We're just trying to be catchy. Yeah, but that you can really support having those kind of conversations over and over again throughout your life.
1: So... First of all, it's sometimes it's it just logistically getting into these conversations is the obstacle. Finding the right time and the right place. You know, I, the, I you hear it in the movies all the time. I just didn't want to bring it up. Mm. Or, it know, wasn't a good time. I never a good,
0: found a good time to bring it up. That and I had no choice. Those I had no a, choice, <laughs> also no. not true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so one of the things that we've learned to do is that when it's when you're looking to have a vulnerable conversation, it's really hard to find the right time. And one strategy to get over this is to say, is to set a time and say, I'd like to talk with you about something specific. Could we do it at this time? And you were able to pick a time and a place to do it where you're not gonna worry about being interrupted by the kids or phone calls, or you know, you're not gonna do it in a high traffic part of the house, but you say, sometimes you go away, like let's just go for a drive or let's go for a walk so that you can have privacy and be able to to do that. And so one strategy is just to set a time and I would say a place.
0: Yeah. Calendar a time and place and make it ample.
1: Yeah. And and yeah, and try and keep it free of pressures on the backside. So that if it if it does go long, that's okay. You're not like, oh man, we gotta really get to the point here.
0: Yeah. And I also love that if you have that time set up, you and you have a time and a place, you could also let the other person know the theme, or you could let them know, you know, it's nothing bad, but I just really want to have a chance to kind of share my dreams with you. Give them some kind of indication that this conversation is really important to you and it's going to be a little vulnerable and you hope it will bring you closer together.
1: Yeah. Right. You don't want to leave it like, with an ominous tone, like, hey, let's talk together in five days about something really serious, and then they spend the whole week worrying, <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> if you do want to talk about something serious, that's this is also a good strategy for that, but...
1: But yeah, you can say it's like, I think it's going to be a good conversation, but I just want to make sure we have some time around it.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly.
1: Which is, actually brings me to my second point, which is set the tone. And I think you were saying you can do some of that early on, but when you actually get into the conversation, it's okay to say a few things that will lay the groundwork and i think we've done this in our marriage and i've also done it it comes up a lot in the creative space like when we're working on a story or a song or you know anything that's kind of still a work in progress and sometimes i'll give it to you, you know, like i was running some ideas past you yesterday and i said this is i'm gonna run some ideas past you and all i want is encouragement
0: you said I don't want you to poke any holes in this. I just want to hear about the things that you love about it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to run some half-baked ideas past you and please don't try and poke holes in them because they're not ready for that.
0: Yeah, it's not the stage for that.
1: And you and and our daughter sat there and listened and we're just like, "Oh, you know, and you guys nailed it. You guys were were great.
0: You gave us some clues as to what kind of feedback was feedback was actually going to be helpful."
1: And sometimes, and and I'm using sort of creative examples, but these also apply to whatever topic you want to discuss. Like I'll say, here's a chapter of a book, and I'll be like, "Um, you know, I just need you to read this for typos. Like only look for glaring, like stupid, like I don't want to send this out and look stupid, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to change any of the content. Mm -hmm. Or I could say, you know, read this, and all I want to know is like, is is the story working? Is the theme landing? Or you know? And I don't really care about typos at all. I'm just trying to get the 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 heart of it on the page.
0: And in a conversation, you might say something like you said, "Oh, this is a half baked idea," or "These feelings are really uh, tender to me, and I just want to trust you with them, and I I don't need you to." Um, I don't know, give any sort of adjustments or modifications to what I'm sharing. I just, you're the person I love best in all the world and I wanna trust this with you, but I'm not ready to make any changes to how I'm feeling. I just wanna share how I'm feeling. And so I really need you to just like listen to me and be there for me. Or you might say, I wanna hear what you love about it, or maybe it's robust enough that you're ready to hear more. Like this, I've been thinking about this and I have it all sorted out and I'd love to know your thoughts and how you think we can, this fits into your hopes for the future and how we might be able to work together.
1: So yeah, again, setting the tone. Setting the tone. Setting the tone so that the person knows how to give you the best chance at um, getting it right. Mm -hmm. And I think actually an idea just popped into my head when we were newly married and I came home and you put a sign on the door. Oh. Do you remember this?
0: (laughs) Well, this might be kind of cliche, but we were newly married. And so I don't know. I guess I just suddenly felt like very sophisticated. And so I got my haircut. Is this what you're talking about?
1: And you put this, you just said, like, yeah. here's what I want you to say.
0: I got my haircut really short, like a Princess Diana haircut. And um, I th- thought I was very sophisticated, but I was also a little nervous how Eric would respond because I didn't mention it to him. And so I, we had a little clipboard outside our front door and I, wrote a script. (laughs) I wrote a script for him so he would know exactly what to say. And I kind of walked him through his usual comments as he comes in, like, I saw the price of gas was this, and I did such and such today. And then opens the door, sees, you know, his wife and says all of these complimentary things about her new haircut. So I actually just told him exactly what to say. I got exactly the response that I was hoping for and he didn't get into any dangerous territory of being surprised or having a a comment that maybe came to mind without Going through a filter first. I <laughs> got an A plus. He got on that an A plus in his response to that situation, so that was actually really helpful. So <laughs> and we could talk more about it later. But my initial fears were alleviated that he was like, "You look amazing." <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so number one, set a time and a place to set the tone. Whether it's when you when you make the appointment or in the moment, like when you're starting the conversation. And just to loop back, you were talking about, like, one example might be this is very typical Mars and Venus. Like, a woman might say, I just want you to hear what I'm going to say. I don't want you to offer any solutions or ideas. I just want to be heard. That's sort of the stereotypical Mars and yeah, Venus.
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes a man might want to be able to say that too.
1: I think so too. And, you know, and the man might say, I actually all I want is for you to help me come up with ideas and because
0: all I want is for you to tell me how great the ideas I already have are. That's my favorite. (laughs) That is
1: my favorite conversation. I'm going to come up with a bunch of ideas and you're going to tell me which one, how you like them all. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So the third one is, and, and, and I'm, I don't do this often, but when I do, it really helps me. When I'm feeling like I've got vulnerable feelings or things that I don't really have sorted out yet, I write a letter. Mm-hmm. I write a note and, you know, I'll, let's just say it's you and me. I mm-hmm. write out whatever it is that I'm trying to figure out and I say, hey, can you read this and then let's talk about it later on. Like I don't want, like don't read it and then come like like process it. Mm-hmm. And it does a couple things. First of all, it gives me a chance to put my thoughts together in a, in a time and in a way where I feel like I can concentrate and i can revise and i can say no that's not how i want to say it and i can have three four seven tries at saying it right and i can also maybe be a little braver than i would be to put something down on paper and be like okay yes that's i think that's it that i wouldn't be able to just do on the fly in a in a real-time conversation and i think we've both done this but then say you know hey whether it's an email or maybe don't maybe avoid text <laughs> texting i feel like for some reason, that just feels a little bit too immediate, volatile. Yeah, it's too immediate. You know, maybe maybe you don't have to go so far as printing it out and putting it in an envelope, but you, you could, you, you could.
0: could, yeah.
1: Um, but just say, hey, here's something that I'd love for you to think about, and let's talk about it. And it gives you a chance gives you know it gives you a chance to collect your thoughts, say it in a way that you your best crack at at saying it accurately, and then having the vulnerable conversation together.
0: And if you're married to someone like me who has ideas really quickly and forms a a quick response uh, or loves to interrupt. I
1: don't know what you're talking about.
0: Then this can be especially helpful because in the letter that you write, you're not going to get interrupted. You're not going to get thrown off course. You're not going to go on a tangent. You're going to be able to carry your very important line of ideas all the way through to their conclusion. And then the other person, me in this case, has a chance to sit with the entire idea and ruminate on it and show a little respect for it give it some time to process it and then come together at an appointed time and place to be able to actually talk about what's so important to you. That's been truly helpful to know, oh, he's really been thinking about this. And this is a a well-considered, you know, what would you call it? Just like an explanation of what's in your mind and heart or what you're trying to do in any given area. Then I can take it seriously and I can show the respect and and come with my my best ideas and the most empathy and, and, and support.
1: And I think sometimes writing it out actually, it then you don't need as need you need you don't need to set an appointment as much because you feel like okay I'm confident enough to just have this conversation. Whenever, because most of it's out there, we don't have to sort of like create a safe space for it. So mm-hmm. either either way can go, but but writing it down.
0: Okay. So what are the ways that, uh, we want you to thrive as a partner when your relationship with your spouse or the person you're doing life with is thriving, then you just, you show up better in all areas of your life. It's better for you. It's better for them. And it's better for your kids, your community. You're just, you're more present and, um, you're more at your best. So what are the four ways that we can have these honest, vulnerable, conversations that will draw us closer to our loved one and help us be our best self.
1: Well, we're gonna to come to the, the fourth one here in a second, but to recap, set a time and perhaps a place. Set the tone, possibly when you set the time and place, but also at the beginning of the conversation. Third is uh, write a letter in advance. And maybe you write letters, like each of you does one, but um, that's one way. And then the last is, is actually not a, a strategy, but an outcome. Mm, mm-hmm. And that is that You were talking earlier about being on the front side of an obstacle and how what we found is that when we're able to be vulnerable with each other as husband and wife, and we're able to be candid about things that we're struggling with or things that we're worried about, or share things that feel embarrassing or fragile, that that actually brings us together, first of all. And it puts us in a place in a mindset where our trust is so much deeper. Mm-hmm. And that tr- the vulnerability leads to trust and that trust leads to the other side of the obstacle. You're able to then, whereas before you might have been feeling stuck or trapped or frustrated or discouraged, you're in a much more positive place just by having had that conversation and you're open to things that are good and hopeful. And you you've, you're, you're more open to the possible and so one of the outcomes of vulnerable conversations is I think an increase in optimism and it leads to dreaming. That's really what it is. It leads to dreaming and you're able to think bigger as a as a person and a partner,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, individually and together. And uh, I, I don't know, does
0: that, does that yeah. ring true to you? Uh, that rings true to me and it, it really makes me think of gratitude and appreciation when you have a conversation like that the correct response is always thank you so much for trusting me with this hour. Thank Mm. you so much for receiving this um, with respect. And and you want to get into that place where you're on the same side of the table and it's you and I against the world. Again, like together we can combine our forces and – you make great things happen we can have peace in our relationship and we can handle the the different challenges and struggles that are either coming our way or that we're choosing to take on and that that is hopeful but sharing that appreciation and saying like wow i'm so i'm so impressed i'm so grateful i'm so happy that we get to go through life together there's nobody i'd rather <laughs> tackle this with than you like, I think that's the outcome you want to get to.
1: I think you said something really important that I just want to emphasize, which is a, a great response whenever after somebody's done sharing their heart with you and being vulnerable, say, thank you for trusting me with that. You can't go wrong. And then be trustworthy. Don't mm-hmm. ever abuse that <laughs> vulnerability. So I just think that's a great, a great conversation line that I know that I've been the beneficiary of, and I think it's been good for both of us. Mm-hmm. Anything else that we should say about vulnerable Valentines?
0: <laughs> well, we're, we're just happy to be part of this journey. We aren't doing this perfectly, but we keep coming back and trying again and again. Uh, we also are seeking to make the most of midlife to thrive as a person individually, as partners in our in our marriage, and as parents of our four adult kids and one teenager. And so we're right there with you. And we hope that if you found something useful or valuable today, that you will give it a try at home, let us know how it goes, share it with friends or loved ones you think might find a benefit here. And we'll just remind you about the cinnamon rolls and the sailing.
1: Cinnamon rolls and sailing. Go to theawesomefactory.nyc forward slash discovery to sign up for a discovery call and the first 10 in the continental U.S. that sign up get cinnamon rolls straight to your door in honor of Fezziwig Day and, if and you,
0: you get a great conversation with
1: oh and there's that
0: Eric Orton you and know there's if, that. if you're tired of listening to us let us listen to you <laughs> <laughs>
1: love it and come sailing with us it's gonna man we do these fun trips go to our website forward slash sailing 2024 get some of the the details there and talk about you know whether this might be a good fit and if so it, it's great to do as a couple you can come with other family members or you know put together a whole group and come as friends whatever we we love to do it and it it ends up being a pretty transformative and pretty fun experience
0: yeah so we always love to end with the question what could go right